<laughs> Welcome everybody to Tag Demanded Podcast. Uh, as usual, I'm your host, Jeremy. Over there is Cal. Hey, this is episode number three, y'all. Number three. Uh, Raise hell, praise Dale. Hell yeah, son. Uh, anyway, real quick, we'd like to give a shout out. Oh, I'd like to give out a shout out one to Nate. Oh uh, yeah, our boy Nate. Nate, appreciate you, homie. Thank you for listening. I know you love me. Feeling maybe mutual. Uh, <laughs> and then another shout out to another very special kid. He's shared a duck blind with me once before. He will do it more, quite more. I have two or three hunts together, actually. But uh, Brantley. Uh, Brantley, what's up, bud? Uh, your mom said you listen to us all the time. And uh, actually, she's sitting next to me to tell us about it. So just tell everybody hi, Lauren. Hi, Brantley. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have a guest today. It's Lauren Mayberry. Um, Lauren grew up here in Southeast Texas with us, and I don't know why I'm telling your story. Why don't you go ahead and explain to people? Well, before she gets into her story, let's go over our sponsors real quick. Yeah. That's why we have notes. Oh, jeez. Don't tell everybody the secrets. <laughs> Bro, they know. If anybody that knows me knows I'm too dumb to do this without it. All right. Uh, shout out to Kinetic Customs and Connected Defense. Please go check them out. Facebook, Instagram, everything. They do... Uh, CHL classes, they do other stuff besides CHL as well, and they do some awesome Kydex. We are actually about to get some cool stuff from Kinetic Customs. Um, Unfortunately, one of the owners couldn't make it this evening, that's who was going to be on the podcast, but we made adjustments, and here we are. Yeah, I mean, whenever your your number one draft pick doesn't show up, you can always pick in somebody that Mm, I don't think I would say that like that, but you know. She's an angry elf. Because, you know, uh, su- supposedly Grid was working. He wasn't working. Dude, that dude Snapchats me all day while he's <laughs> Any proprietary equipment in there? No. That's no. good. It's mainly... That's good. Never mind. We're going to keep this kind of professional. Yeah, let's let's keep professional here, bud. Anyway. Uh, so, well. so, anyways. <laughs> Lauren, you have been... Or, or were a part of the duck call industry. Tell us about it. Yes. Or your family was. So, my you family. Were kind of there by proxy. Yes. <laughs> you were forced into it. Forced into it almost. Um, so, he was my great grandpa um, at Sure Shot. Who was your great grandpa? Fernandez. Cowboy? Mm hmm. Sure was. You can't just say he. People don't know what you're talking about. Fernandez. But, so I grew up. Most of my summers as a kid with my dad that grew up doing that since he was 14, 15 years old, making duck calls. So most of my summers were working at SureShot in a way, packaging all the calls. So somebody probably here has a call that I probably packaged. So I'm doing math in my head. I'm trying to think. So you're a lot younger than me. I may have a call you back. I don't know. You probably do. Most of my calls walked out the back door with my cousin's pockets. <laughs> so, yes, probably. No, no, there's no probably to it. <laughs> my dad probably handed it to <laughs> right. him. So. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So, so two, of my, two of my cousins worked for Sure Shop. That's how Lauren and I met. We've been family friends forever. And then we all wound up working together, the three of us, me, Lauren, and Kyle, at a company that they both still work at. Mm-hmm. I do not. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, you just had to add that in there, didn't you? Why not? Oh. <laughs> so anyway, we all went up. We went up running around together a lot. We've hunted together mm-hmm. a few times. We've been to Delta Banquets together, do all that fun stuff. Uh, so, Lauren, let me ask you this. So, you've been duck hunting your whole life, right? Yes. So, in your 12 years, because you're like, what, 15 now? Yes. <laughs> uh, totally 15. Since you're the height of a 15-year-old. Oh, Basically, yes. Anybody that's listening to this then. and not watching it, Lauren is actually like right at four foot tall. <laughs> no. How tall are you? 4'11", 5 foot. Oh, 5-foot-ish. Oh, Got a couple inches. Okay. So, so what shoes that day. Yes. Yeah, exactly. If she jumped. Uh, <laughs> right. So, I pick on her about that all the time. But, uh... Lauren, tell me this. And we, we've kind of touched on this a little bit in previous episodes, but the duck hunting when we were young to now... Compare it in this area. Mm, it was a lot better, <laughs> for sure. I remember as a kid, there would be days that my dad would try to wake me up. I wouldn't wake up. I'd regret it as soon as he came home because he'd have limits, straps, whatever you want to call it. But coming out of the marsh, it felt like you were some hero, I guess you could say. <laughs> You're as right. a kid. You're right. I felt like kings coming out of that march yes. in high school. Just <laughs> strapped the hell down. Dude, God, you have not seen the numbers of birds. No. Like we I mean, used to shoot. We've had, we've had plenty of conversations. I've seen plenty of pictures from the past. And, yeah, definitely, like, you can definitely tell there's, there's a bigger difference, especially in southeast Texas. Like, not even being here and not even living here my whole life, you can tell there's a bigger difference. And that, you know, there's, there's a lot more work involved with duck hunting nowadays. Well, the work's always been there. I mean, for us down here, and this is something we're going to test to, like, and we kind of touched on it before. As far south as we hunt, those birds have gone all the way from Saskatchewan to southeast Texas, mm-hmm. and they've seen everything. Yep. Our opening day birds are like last week birds, you know, the, the ending week birds for the guys up north. Like... Our first day birds, I've seen times, and Lauren, I'm sure you've seen this. Kyle, I know you've seen it. You've been with that. I've seen times where opening day, you see a flight, and they're kind of looking, so you give them a single quack, and they're like, oh, Lord, no, and they kick off. Mm-hmm. I've seen them call shot opening day. I've seen times where in opening day, mojo scare them off because they're like, I know what that spinning thing is. Mm-hmm. We get shot at every time we're around it. You know, so Southeast Texas duck owners, and I've said this, and I've said this, and I will always say this. They're a different breed. We're either slightly mentally unstable <laughs> because we keep doing this shit over and over. Yeah. Or we're just like addicted to it like a crackhead. I mean, it is yeah. kind of a drug in a way. I mean, realistically. <laughs> you know, so this would be my question to y'all. I mean, obviously not growing up here and, you know, this obviously to the two of you. Would you say the work was, I mean, obviously we know the work was there, but was it harder then or harder now? Or how would you compare the level of work that it took then to now? To get birds in on you? Yeah, to get birds in on you. Like, I know we've kind of touched on it just a little bit, but like... I don't know. You feel like it was any different? Not really. I think it's about equal. It's a little tougher now, but... I agree with you. We still had to put in just almost as much work back then as now. I think it might be a little bit harder now. 
to get birds to decoy. Only because I feel like now, and if you look back, remember when we were young, you'd go to Mud Bay and there'd be like six people. Yes. There wouldn't be in really anybody. Mm-mm. Now you go to Mud Bay and there's like 38. Yeah. So, or Central Unit or McFadden or any of that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's more pressure in the area. So, yeah, it is a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind that. Look, like, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not bitching that there's more new duck hunters. I'm really not. My biggest thing, if you are new to this, don't be an asshole. Yes. Like, <laughs> that's the easiest way to put it. Get with people. Mm-hmm. Ask questions. Learn things. Listen to us. Call me. Text me. Email me. Send me a freaking carrier pigeon. Send it to Kyle. He won't shoot it or he'll shoot and miss it. <laughs> I mean, I might answer. Holler at us on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, Snapchat, hit Kyle's OnlyFans, whatever. (laughs) Oh, ask questions. Okay, so then now we're talking, you know, okay, so now the number of hunters has gone up, Mm -hmm. obviously, because duck hunting has become way more popular in the most recent years, right? So with all those new hunters, and obviously we're touching on new hunters at the moment, um... The mosquito than, I just missed was like Boone and Crockett's bad. <laughs> <laughs> other than, other than the obvious of you know ask questions and do that. Someone new, let's say it's just someone new to this area like myself. You know, what kind of resources do we have to if we can't meet you or Lauren or myself or you know even Chance? What you know? How would you go about it as a new hunter? Like what would you do for this area? You know, what kind of resources do you think we have? To be able to assist other so, duck hunters. Maybe not even just in this area. In all honesty, go to Facebook, mm-hmm. type in wherever the hell you're from, and then put duck hunters. And look for a group. There's groups on Facebook all over. I know there's Southeast Texas duck hunters. Now, here's the thing. Take what you hear with a grain of salt. A lot of these people are going to tell you some bullshit because it's funny. Yes, I will agree with that. Not going to attest to that. But while we're on that subject, <laughs> Lawrence, what's something you would tell a new hunter? Like, biggest bit of advice you would tell them? Around here? Anywhere. More of just ask questions, look at the books that we have, because we do have books on different areas. Um, I mean, there's Onyx. Explore, really. Yeah. More just explore the <clears throat> area before you get out there. Yeah, know where you're going when you go. Yeah. Nothing sucks worse than hunting public land and looking up and there's like 12 kids trying to <laughs> park right on top of you and you're like, bro, I've been here for three hours. Right. Three hours. I don't know where my voice went. <laughs> Kyle, you've been around just long enough. I'm sure you've learned a lot of things. What's the biggest thing you could give? Right now, soak up every bit of knowledge. If you have someone like I've had, you and Chance, soak up as much knowledge and learn as much as you can and don't sit and don't act like you can't learn. You know, don't think that you've learned it all because I think there's still times where you might be learning something new or even for your for self for yourself more. Mm-hmm. I mean there you're is you're not learning on every hunt, you're not doing it right. I, and I think that's what it is. It's it's mostly just soak up the information you get from the people around you that you're ga- gathering knowledge from. Yeah. You know, because that's why I mean, frankly, the only reason I know so much as much as I do now is because of everyone everything that I you've taught me, you and Chance have taught me pretty much. Oh, a little baby boy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I knew he was going to do something stupid. Look, but for real, though, like, I mean, if if you don't put in the time and the effort and everything else, 
with the people that you're gathering knowledge from and learn the grind of doing all the stuff and <clears throat> respect the grind of everything you're right. doing for the bird, you know, you're never going to appreciate the things that are... Did you hear that? You're never yeah, going to I appreciate <laughs> You're not going to you're not going to fully appreciate and you're not going to fully appreciate it and then the people who are teaching you are also going to get mad as well because you're not hmm. Yes. I knew you like, I feel like this is happening now that you say that. If yeah. if, if, I mean, if you don't appreciate the people who are teaching you and don't give back in the same hand, then you've done nothing to help the duck hunting world and you've also hurt yourself because now you're probably going to lose friends over it. Right. Yeah, and, and to kind of elaborate on that a little bit. Um <clears throat> What you're alluding to is, you know, when you first started hunting, you didn't realize that it's not just pull up, okay, we're going to hunt here. Uh, all the spots me and Chance brought you to are spots that we have, we've hunted our whole lives. You've worked hard for Yeah, it. we know what spots work and what wins on what days and why and when and where, <clears throat> and we hunt them. So don't take, what, don't take what's in front of you for granted. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My biggest advice to anybody starting out in this don't be afraid to suck. Yes. Don't be afraid to suck. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to yeah. get skunked out all, all by yourself one day. Oh, yeah. Or whatever it may be. Oh, yeah. Don't be afraid to suck. I mean, it's it's easy to have those awesome strapped up days and be take, taking all your pictures and everything. But it's also, that's what we're talking, you know, the, the grind portion of it is it's sometimes not that awesome and not that perfect. No. No. I mean, there's days that... <clears throat> I can think of times where Chance and I were first starting to hunt together 30,000 years ago where we were like, we'd hunt and then we'd ride for three hours afterwards <clears throat> and drop pins on Google Earth because we didn't have Onyx or Hunt Stand or anything back in those days. He would drop pins on Google Earth and hope like, God, you remembered where they were because there's nowhere to recall them. Yeah. And he'd be like, okay, we'd sit down at the house that evening and go okay we're gonna hunt this one on this day this one on this day this one on this day and then you'd string together a season of just going to new holes and not shooting a damn thing for two or three hunts in a row because you're trying new places and then you're like oh wait if i try this place on this wind or if i try this place in this condition then maybe it'll work and you try it again and granted you only have 60 days to shoot these birds Yep. Other than 60 days, you only get like, what, 15, 20 that are, that are the weekend? Yeah. Probably less than that. I suck at math. I used to know that number off the top of my head. But you get only like 15 days that are the weekend that you're not at work, yep. the average person. So you're going to burn up some hunt days trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But that's part of it. Yep. That's part of it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's 100% it right there. You got you to gotta learn to fail and suck and fight for that position that you're in they say there's there's stages of being a hunter like this beginning stages the look at me look at the instagram pictures and those piles and the straps and want to shoot limits Mm -hmm. and then from there you start to understand it and respect it and you're like look at how i did this look at the effort i put into this and look at how hard i worked to get there yeah and then you get to the stage where i feel like i'm at now where i'll go on hunts and not even touch my gun Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Lauren and I were talking about this on the way over here. What's your favorite thing in a duck line, Lauren? I just like watching the sunrise. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'll go watch the sunrise over my decoys, turn some birds, and watch my friends shoot them, and never touch my gun and work my dog, and I'm happy as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if you find people in that stage of hunting, get with them. 
get with them. You can learn so much. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with you at all. I, I think, mean, I think I caught you. I probably caught you at the right about, right about good time. Yeah. In life, where you were kind of, you know, at the beginning portion of that stage, if yeah. I'm being honest, and it wasn't all about, hey, I got, I care about shooting limits or straps or whatever, you know, piles, birds. It's hey, let's teach the next generation or someone, you know, who can who wants to be in this but never had the opportunity mm-hmm. and I'm going to teach someone to do it so that we can, you know, not only multiply the level, you know, the amount of hunters we have because we still love this sport. You know, I love this sport now because of frankly partially because of you. Right. You know, I one I mean my, one of my favorite hunts, dude. I didn't touch my gun. It was me, Lauren, Brantley and a friend of ours. Mhm. He shot a bunch till that day. Remember that? Yes. He shot his first ducks with us. I did. <clears throat> Brantley hung out. He watched the sunrise. He got to see the birds work. He got excited. Mm-hmm. Watching that kid be excited in that blind and loving being out there and watching our friends shoot birds, mm-hmm. that made my day. I literally, I loaded three in my gun. I set it in the corner and I did, didn't touch it the whole hunt. I didn't. Yeah. I called. Did I have my dog? Yeah. I did. Yes, you did. I did. did. Yeah, Yeah. I called. I worked my dog. That was it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was my favorite hunt of that entire season last year. Yeah. Absolute favorite hunt. So, um, Lauren, I know we've touched a little bit on your story with Sure Shot. Maybe is there one more you'd like to elaborate with that and, you know, kind of maybe give us some more insight? So, look, my my question is, can you call? Because you've hunted with me a lot, but I've never seen you call. I can. So, my dad was a duck calling champion in Vegas when he would go with his great-grandpa mm-hmm. um, in the past. Um, he actually has two trophies sitting up there. You know? Those are dad's trophies. What can you do? I can. I can call. I know Kevin can call. I don't when somebody else is in the blind. Just I've noticed. Just because, you know, why do I got to put in that work? <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I, I get you. It's okay. I don't blame you. Hey, listen, you don't suck, so that's a good thing if I don't call. <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something right now. If, if I set down my calls and go, okay, you got it, it's because I really appreciate what you're doing. So right. I totally exactly. get Exactly. Like, I, that's, that's one thing that we've talked about doing this year, actually, is letting me finally work on getting on calling because – I've hunted with you and Chance so much that my calls don't even come out of my di- my bag. Okay, my brother-in-law, my dad. Like I don't even I don't even touch them because I know for a fact <laughs> you and Chance got it because you worked exactly. together for so long. Yeah. That literally I don't have to do. That's the that's, one thing that I appreciate about hunting with y'all is I know I don't have to touch a call and I can just sit back and oh, exactly. here they come. It's great. It's dad great. Asked, I will admit that. Dad asked my brother-in-law one time. He goes, Casey, when are you gonna learn how to use them calls? He goes. Why do I have to? I hunt with him. <laughs> and I was like, damn, he got it as a point. You know? I mean, and I'm not saying I'm the best, but I can put him in your face. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For so, sure. I have a question for you, Lauren. Actually, it's for both of y'all. So, while she's answering, you think of it. Okay. So, in every hunter, fisherman, outdoorsman, there's been a hunt or a time in your life where you went, this is what the fuck I want to do forever. Mm-hmm. What was that moment for you? So that was a time with my dad um, and with my son, actually. But it started with my dad when finally, I guess we had a good hunt that day. And it just, all the knowledge that he had given me, 
it finally clicked. Like this is something that I would like to keep doing. And then there's another one with my kid. When he finally got excited and on youth weekend, <laughs> he thought it was the coolest thing was his little 410. Him and my dad were holding this gun and shot two birds on the water. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Seeing my dad that grew me up into this world and then seeing my kid. So anybody that's not listening, like I'm smiling from ear to ear right now. Like <laughs> knowing all these people and not even necessarily that, just seeing kids come up with this is the coolest thing in the world to me. Mm-hmm. Cool and this is this is something I like your aha moment right here with your son. That's what I'm looking forward to with it's hopefully awesome. well, what was, my two boys. What is, was your moment, Kyle? So it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of a combination of two when I think about it realistically. So my first like I was like, okay, I'm I'm I've gone from interested to yeah, let's do this was when I first shot that uh, ready duck with you, and, with you and Chance. But the real, true, like, aha, like, yes, I, I want to do this forever, was actually when I was sitting by myself, <laughs> wide open, on a red pelican freaking kayak, <laughs> 10 foot long, looking like the worst person you could to hunt in southeast Texas. But you know, no I mojos. Think, I think the reason, you don't have to have mojos. I think Hold the on, reason it worked. Let me finish okay, I'm first. Sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. And I shot my first spoonbill hen on my own. After I had worked with you and Chance for so long, and it was that culmination of everything coming together, and it was just it, it all had showed me at that time that this is awesome, and I can honestly do this for the rest of my life, and it was something that now I'm ready to you know teach my sons. Mm-hmm. So I knew that was going to be your answer <laughs> because yeah, you got the first phone call. Chance and I were hunting <clears throat> down from you that morning. We heard the shot. There was two or three shots. It was two. Well, no, it was all three because I was going for the Drake too, and I missed the Drake. What a surprise! <laughs> it was three Always. for the one bird. Uh, anyway, hey, it's your story. You tell it, bro. Uh, I mean, hey, look, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. Okay, I shot three times and got one bird. <laughs> it, happens. it happens to all of us. Uh, as we heard the shots, and I said, "Well, there's some shooting down there," and we were having a slow morning. We'd shot a few that mm-hmm. morning. We shot a handful of teal. I think a couple spoonies. And my phone rings, and it's you. And I looked at Chance, and I said, man, I hope he's all right. And I answered it on speaker. And I don't remember word for word what you said, but you were damn near screaming. (laughs) You sounded like you just ran a marathon. You were out of breath. (laughs) It sounded like you were doing jumping jacks on the island. I don't know what was happening. And you're like, I just, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. You won't believe it. I just shot my first bird by myself. Oh, my God. And I was like, what'd you shoot? He's like, you know, it was a spoon bill. A spoon bill. It was like a drink. And he was like, oh, well, I missed the drink. I got the hit, though. Oh, man. And just like, dude, your happiness, I was like, all right, we got it now. Yeah, like, we got it now. It was, that was definitely, like I said, it was it was a culmination. And you tell that story, I think the reason that your lack of cover in that red pelican worked <laughs> is because where we hunt is so covered in storm debris. But that, <laughs> that, that kayak <laughs> just looks like more trash on the vine. And they thought nothing of it. You want to highlight the houseboat that's just chilling <laughs> over right. there? Dude, <laughs> dude, there's a spot that we hunt on. Remember that place that we went to, uh, the Big Island? During early till season, a few oh, years yes. back. Okay, yes. so there's a spot that no lie, you could ask Chance this. There was a big wheel, a pink and like this color, whatever this is, teal, <laughs> P 
pink and teal big wheel sitting on the island. I would sit on that dude when I hunted. Like, dude, the storm trash was just, it's just it, part of it. It just fit in, so, I mean, yeah. but no, dude, that was, that was 100% my aha, like, for real aha moment. Like, like I said, it was a culmination because, you know, I did shoot my first bird with y'all, but it was that moment that, you know, like I said, it was the info of everything just coming together at once. And it, it, it felt great. Mine, mine is totally different than y'all's. <laughs> totally different. Yeah, what's yours? Mine was on a unsuccessful hunt with my dad. <laughs> I was, dude, I was young. I don't remember how young, but I was stupid young. I had a Revelation 410 bolt-action shotgun. <laughs> it's made by uh, uh, Western Auto. They don't nice. even make this gun anymore. It was my dad's when he was young. Mm-hmm. I had it. He had it's actually the same 870 that I shoot today. Mm-hmm. It was brand new out of the box. And we went to some family friend's land mm-hmm. on a squirrel hunt. Mm-hmm. Dad and I slipped down in these woods before the sun came up. And there was kind of a berm. We leaned up against the berm and leaned up against those shoulder to shoulder. And I passed out. My dad wakes me up. And he's like, don't move. Move your eyes, not your head, and look at the muzzle of your gun. I look over and there's a Chi Chi bird standing on the muzzle of my 410. <laughs> <laughs> and all I hear is my dad going, Don't do it. <laughs> and it hops down closer to me. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this bird's about to like land in my face. And it hops all the way down to the muzzle of my gun and it kind of looks over it at the ground. <laughs> and my dad just starts chuckling and the bird flies off. And dad was like, you know, when I was about your age, I didn't want to do that. And it stuck its head inside of my shotgun. Don't do it. <laughs> and I thought to myself then, or actually I told him, I was like, how cool is this? You know, we're with nature, watching the woods wake up. Such a part of it that they're interacting with us. Like, that's mm-hmm. when I knew I was hooked for life. I wanted to learn and soak up. Every bit of it. We didn't shoot a single squirrel that day. Mm-hmm. Not a single one. In fact, we went to Nanny and Popples and I wound up shooting my shotgun for like hours just to shoot. Yeah. Didn't shoot a single thing. But that's when I got hooked. Yeah. That was it. That was definitely it. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. That's a question I just kind of want to ask everybody we have on. This is, yeah, I feel like that's... It's a neat story. And it it's is. A, it's a really good... Well, and because, you know, everyone's origin stories are going to be way yeah. different. And it's, yeah. and it, you know, it holds true to why you hunt. Right. You know, it's not just, you know, the reason why you hunt, but it's the reason why you're going to continue to hunt as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Lauren, we've, we've talked a lot about duck hunting. Is there any, any other hunting you did? Uh, um, I'm going to try my hand at deer hunting. I want a turkey hunt. Shoot some turkeys. Ooh, you, know how I feel, you know how I feel about turkeys. Yeah, but... They make me so mad. Thunder I'm, chickens. I want to go on a turkey hunt. <laughs> I want to go on a successful one so bad. But So, have you shot deer before or no? I haven't actually. You haven't at all. No. Okay. So my my mom got into it, so that's why my dad more shifted that way because she finally wanted to come into it. That's so, cool. That's cool. You bow hunting or rifle? So I want a rifle, but if I can use the crossbow, I'll I'll take it. Hell yeah. I'll take that. Hell yeah. You been shooting the crossbow one. much? No. <laughs> To be honest, no. I mean, it's got to go. Put it on a squeeze trigger, right? <laughs> exactly. It's already sighted, right? So you're gonna you're gonna hunt in this bow season? I'm gonna try. I haven't even I'm touched my. Bow. Actually, I did today. I got my bow from my office to the living room. 
and I haven't opened the case yet. <laughs> so. so it moves. Yeah. yeah. Hey, the, the thought process is there. Hey, so you're gonna are you gonna check your sights before you go out? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you knew you should have known I was going to bring it up, bro. That's why you got to bring up bullshit. No, I mean, because, you know, <laughs> because I had to. Okay, so we'll tell some deer hunting stories. Uh, so I've deer hunted forever, y'all. Uh, bow hunted forever. I've made a, a few bow kills. I'm no Fred Bear or anything like that, but I've made a few <laughs> bow kills. Uh, so I used to be... How do we put this? I used to be with somebody. That, that's okay. the nice thing about that. <laughs> A bunch of family land in Bandera, Texas. Uh, anybody that knows anything about Bandera, it is absolutely overly abundant with whitetail and axis deer. So, it's like a eight, nine hour drive from here to there. Mm-hmm. So, I throw my bow in the back of the car, load down everything, and we take off. And I'm telling myself the whole way there, I'm going to show up in time for an evening hunt, but I'm not going to do it unless I can shoot in before I leave, before I go on the hunt, because I always shoot in. You know, respect for the animal and everything else. And um, as we're getting closer and closer to camp, I'm like, you know what? I put red Loctite on all my stuff. <laughs> I just shot it this morning. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. We're getting closer and closer to camp. And I'm like, man, I got this. I got this. I'm death out to 50 yards with this thing. We got this. Yeah. So, my dumb ass. We show up. My little brother-in-law at the time hands me up. It was like pineapple juice and tequila. What? I don't know. Might have been vodka. I don't remember. And uh, I drank with him, and he's talking about, man, there's some good deer moving, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going. He's like, if you're going, get dressed now. We're about to step out. I'm like, all right. So I go in the house, jump in my camo. I looked at her, and I'm like, hey, you take care of unloading the car. I'm here to put make stuff dead. I grabbed the old bow out of the case, slapped the quiver on. Grab my bag, grab my release, make sure I got all my shit, and I take off. And I was hunting a pop-up. Get the pop-up, knock one up, get it set. We're chilling. This freaking grande buck, dude, it's the biggest buck, like, mass size. It was an eight-point, okay? But it was the biggest damn eight-point I've ever seen in my life. Because mm-hmm. walking out in front of me. I do not get buck fever. I don't. This dude was ten yards in front of me. His bases are as big around as this roll of tape I'm playing with. <laughs> he's huge. Yeah, that's a that's a huge. large Huge. Yeah. And he's broadside, chill as shit, just eating, giving me the perfect make me dead shot. Mm-hmm. So I text my father-in-law, big shooter right in front of me. He was like, put him down, boy. And I was like, I'm not even looking at the phone. I pick up my bow, I turn in my seat, and he kind of looks at me, and I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. I'm like, oh, is this actually going to happen? I'm about to pull off the best, the biggest <laughs> bow kill of my life, and I come to full draw, and my bow makes this weird crack, and I'm like, whatever. And the deer's looking at me, and I'm like, you're about to die, dude. You know, I pumped up, right? Yeah. So I sling this arrow. Wow. This dude falls like he got hit by a freight train. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, brown down, son. And all I see is his belly and him kicking, and I'm thinking, should I put another arrow in him? I'm like, no, I mess up more meat. He jumps up, and he kind of, like, stumbles off. Mm-hmm. And he falls down, and he lays there for a little bit. And I'm like, he's out of range by this point. And then he gets up, and he's gone. Mm-hmm. So everybody's texting me. Did you hit him? you get a good shot on him? I said, yeah, I, I, I hammered him. Hammered him. I said, he broke my arrow off, though. Like, he didn't go through and through. It didn't pass through. He broke me off. We're like, that's kind of weird. 
So everybody comes over. We gave him some time to die out. We walk out. We pick up my arrow. And there's only like 12 inches of zero gone. Mm-hmm. Counting the broadhead. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. I did not put a good shot on this deer. So we track and we track and we track. And all we're finding is this frothy, just like meat blood. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's muscle blood. Yeah. And I'm like, what the shit? So finally we give up on it. It's getting too dark. We come back in. I'm sick. Absolutely sick in my stomach. We all drank and party the whole time we are up there. I could barely drink. I wanted to go to sleep. Couldn't go to sleep. I was so mad at myself. I turned on some floodlights and shot my bow to see what was happening. And I was shooting a foot. Well, actually it was like 14 inches to the right of where I was aiming. And the deer was... Standing broadside with his head to my right, I guess mm-hmm. you would say. I shot him in the brisket. Didn't even kill him. Mm-hmm. Just put a hole in him. Yeah. And uh, then I instantly fell sick. I was like, well, I know he lived through it, but I just hurt him for no reason. Yeah. You know, and I'm not about that. Oh, well, I lost him. Oh, well, who cares? No. Like, I respect that animal. Yeah. That is the most disrespectful, horrible thing I've ever done as a hunter. Most unethical thing I've ever done as a hunter. I will never again in life do it. It makes me sick talking about it, but it's a great lesson. If you travel any amount of time, sight your shit back in when you get there. Like, make a shot or two with your bow. Make a shot or two with your rifle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, make it's sure. not worth the heartache. Plus side of this whole story is three days later, there was a picture of him on a trail cam. He had, like, some matted up blood, but he was standing there eating. And there's a picture of him chasing does a week after that, so... Homie's fine. Somebody else probably smoked him down by now. It was like three years ago. But So, lesson learned was make sure we cite in everything that we do hard, before we hunt. Hard lesson learned. <laughs> hard lesson learned there. Good God. Hey, but it is it is a good teaching moment, though, too, for any hunter of any level. You know, Don't just think because you show up somewhere that your stuff's still cited in, whether it's a two-minute two drive even. Well, yeah. not two-minute. But, you know, before you go out. Well, I mean, if you're... So around here, a lot of guys hunt right right down from where they live, mm-hmm. and they'll throw their bows in like the, the bed of a buggy and take off. Mm-hmm. Bro, just get one of those little uh, ride hard or whatever those small targets, the throw down targets. Throw that dude down and shoot it, and then throw it back in your blinder at the base of your tree. Like it's not that hard. Yeah, it's really not, and it's one shot's not going to spook the stuff in the woods. Oh, I mean hell. I shot three pigs and one sitting with my bow because I shot one. The two kind of ran off and one came right back and I stuck him. And then the third one ran off and he turned around and came right back and I stuck him. I mean, that bow doesn't scare him that much. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. It's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. So, Lauren, tell us about a good hunt or bad hunt of yours. Ah, uh, so... Bad hunt? I mean, I have a pretty memorable one. Which one is that one? And that wood duck hole by your place, by your camp. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. So we came in. We woke up late. We stayed up all night. <clears throat> we woke up late. Still drunk. I didn't know where. <laughs> yeah, so still, you know, still drunk. <sighs> Missed the whole, you know, where we were supposed to turn in at. <laughs> we, we were walking <laughs> through the hole as the sun was coming up. Yes. Nice. That's a solid <laughs> it's a solid move, bud. <laughs> we made it. 
We did. Eventually. But, yeah, we, uh, we were walking in as the sun was coming up. We're hustling to get to that area. And it was so cold. It was. It was very cold that morning. We were almost running through the woods, so we're, like, sweating by the time we get yes. there. Yes. You know, so then when you sit still, you freeze to death. I remember taking off layers yes. at first and then putting them back on. Jeez, it was rough. And then when we came in, we bumped some wood ducks, and they went out going like 40 yards to our right and staying there the whole time. Yeah. And then, Wasn't there some buffalo heads at the time? Yeah, there was. Yeah. So we had another friend with us. His gun <laughs> broke down. So yeah. he wound up shooting my gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, my gun wasn't exactly clean. But his gun wasn't broke down because of him. Okay. So his, <laughs> his gun wasn't feeding right, so I took it apart. And when I unscrewed the cap on the end of the magazine, it didn't have a spring keeper in it. Mm-hmm. So it shot the cap. Just yeets this thing <laughs> 10 foot in front of me. Into this flooded cypress hole, and so there's so much just mulch in the bottom of it from all them cypress leaves falling in. We couldn't find it. No, no, it went thirty foot underground. Like it showed up in some little Chinaman cereal or something. (laughs) Are you sure about that? I'm telling you, bro, it went to the other end of the earth. (laughs) I mean, for the way it sounds like you got shot, I mean, I felt horrible, and I was like, "Here, shoot my gun." Well, you know. There's times where my gun, you shoot it, and you kind of have to grab the forearm and beat it against something to make it cycle. <laughs> beat it? So You mean just like straight manhandle it like a grizzly bear? Yeah. That's what you really mean. It, it needed to be cleaned, okay? So, yeah, these two buffalo heads came mm-hmm. in. Didn't you shoot at them too or just him? I think he. I think I did shoot at them, but they were so far away. So They were more on his side. It was a pair of buffalo heads coming in. Beautiful. Very. They just... And fell mm-hmm. right in front of me and him. And I'm like, shoot the white one, shoot the white one, shoot the white one. <laughs> and all you see is shot going around this bird. Uh-huh. All the way around. Wait, so it. Are we going back to the robot aliens at this point? Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> he had a force field around him. This shot just goes literally all the way around him. And that bird just swimming along and looks up like, huh, what was that? <laughs> I'm like, shoot again. He's like, it won't pop. And I'm like, give me the gun. And I'm beating it against a tree and making it cycle another one. And then it jumps up and it flies out away from us. They shoot the other two at it and we never cut a feather. And it was a horrible hunt, but it was really fun memories. It was fun. It was. It was that a blast. Was fun. And that was the first time that I ever um, I ever actually called wood ducks. I was standing there playing mm-hmm. on a wood duck call. Mm-hmm. I was bored. I was playing on a wood duck call and Lauren goes, there they are right there. And I, I was playing on it and the next thing you know, they come through the, the woods looking like some damn blue angels. Fighter jets. That's crazy. They never checked up, but they came, they buzzed the hole we were in. I mean, yeah. if you'd have known they were coming, you could have gotten a shot, but yeah. you know how would duck hunting this. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, hard. Yeah. Well, and I think it was late, too. It was very late. It was later. It was much later than we expected wood ducks to even be flying. We were talking about picking up, and we were just bored and didn't want to move because we were all hung over. Mm-hmm. We so, did. <laughs> You uh, you kind of touched on your moment being with Brantley. Do we want to talk about what I said we were going to do for him? So, and Kyle, I don't know. I hadn't really talked with you a whole lot about this, but. So this is news to me, too. All right, Brantley, hang on tight because it might get wild. (laughs) We're going to bring B 
on a youth hunt this year. Okay. Either at the ranch or in the bar. Mm, does this mean I get to join? I mean, why not? Okay. I mean, uh, I mean you know, I'm always in, so. Obviously. For your little ones, too. Yeah. What to expect. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, it's a youth-only hunt, so he'll be the only shooter. Yep. Uh, we'll set decoys for him. We'll call him in. Bring the dog. Let him work him. Has he shot a duck yet? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he shot the, the wood duck. Yeah. Come up. Uh, hopefully, we can get him on some teal or spooner or. It's like, it's a week before season starts at youth weekend is? I believe so. Yes, I think so. There might be some squealers still around. That's what he shot. Two Super and one. Easy. Oh, I remember you so telling excited. me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent you that picture. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll get him on a couple birds. And then, after that, we'll just go ahead and set up and do a podcast on the duck line and have him uh, on the podcast. What do you think of that? I mean, I like the sounds of that. Yeah, I'm all about getting kids involved. Yep. And I think it'd be a good, you know, learning moment for me, like you said. Because I mean, mm-hmm. that's eventually what I'm going to be doing. Definitely. So, Definitely. Yeah. it'd be nice. Learn how to handle how crazy <laughs> it right. actually is. I mean, the way my son is right now, he's, if he's as destructive as he is now, then we're, we're in for a treat. That's for yes. sure. Look, <laughs> I mean, this is all the love and kindness I can ever have. Mm-hmm. If we can hunt with Chance's son. Mm-hmm. Cause he's crazy. Now he gets in that blind. And he's let's hunt. I don't know that teal hunt. He was kind of wild. He was over it. Man. <laughs> he was over it. I don't blame him. I was like right there with him. Anyways, I was like, dude, <laughs> he was Beat. cracking jokes. He was. He was. He was telling more mom, your mama jokes than we were. I know. He was leading the crowd, bro. He was. Actually, he started the the round of your mama jokes. He did. Oh yeah, my. He goes. Great. He goes. Jeremy, Jeremy, let me tell you a joke. I don't even remember which one he said. And now. he's like, it's only a joke, though. Don't get me. <laughs> All I know is okay. it was hilarious. And, oh, man, we took off with the your mama joke. And he was like, wait, you know my mama. I was like, I know. I'm not actually talking about her. It's a joke. Remember? He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. But uh, bringing kids hunting is one of my favorite things. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolute favorite things. Bringing anybody hunting. The three of us have hunted together. We have. Yeah. We have hunted together. Was it just that one hunt? Yeah. That's the only hunt we've we've hunted together. I think so. Yeah. What? Why are you looking at me one like hunt, that? One hunt, one shot, one bird killed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go with that. This is going to be... No, I was going to touch on... I was going to touch on a quick deer story of my own because we were talking about that a little earlier. And, you know, I've, I've highlighted it before. But, um, you know, deer... Deer and, or I guess, whitetail, which are in North Carolina, were elusive. Well, whitetail is a deer. Thank you. It's not how I meant that, so but that's what I said. That too. <laughs> kind of the same. Sometimes, <laughs> I wonder if he just ate the crayons in school. I think he sniffed them too. Where's that? The glue. I ate the glue. Sniffed the, the crayons. <laughs> the crayons. I thought you eat the crayons and sniff the glue. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> and your four-door mango Lexus. <laughs> um, no, I I did I did multiple types of styles of hunting. I guess we'll call it. I did spot and stalk, and I also did ground blind hunting, and also just sat up against trees. And it is definitely stalking is a lot harder than you know. Granted, we see all you know. You see all the outdoor channel. You see these guys spot and stalk deer, and it. You know, you think it, you, you would think 
doing it, it looks so it looks easy, and I know it's not obviously, but like it kind of looks easy. You're like, oh, I could do that. It's not. I've been on hunts where guys can't take their boots off to stalk, so they make less noise when they're in their socks. Like putting a stalk down on deer is not easy. I mean, it's it was a it was a tough go. I mean, I got close, but then. You know, it would always come down to you got close, and then you just you find that one twig. <laughs> you know, my favorite thing deer hunting when you're sitting in a stand, or you're chilling, about half asleep because you're bored out of your mind. Mm-hmm. You're like nothing <laughs> is moving in these woods, and then you hear crunch, 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 crunch coming up behind you, and you're like, "Ooh, my way, grande, come on, boy!" <laughs> And you're all like grabbing your bow down from the hanger and you got it in your lap and you're like, oh, son, you're crunch, 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 crunch. And you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Man, it's a great big deer coming in, son. And it just never comes in. And you hear it and you hear it and you hear it. So finally, you stand up and you turn around and there's like two squirrels chasing each other. <laughs> you're like, how does this one pound animal sound like a 12 point buck deer walking through the woods? Yeah. It's crazy. Actually, that was my second bow kill with a squirrel. Yeah. First bow kill was a rabbit. Shot a rabbit with my bow. We, um, we had a, a lean-to stand, just like the one that I hunted. Mm-hmm. Attached to a tree in my parents' backyard. Mm-hmm. And I had three targets set up. And I was in it one evening around dusk. I was shooting. And I'd, uh, I'd never bow hunted before successfully. And I wanted to learn every aspect of it, shooting down from your stand, everything, right? Mm-hmm. And by that time, I was feeling good about myself. I just a great big swamp rabbit comes out. And my first thoughts was, it's been cold enough. He ain't wormy. <laughs> let her try, let her fly. About 15 yards, I put it right behind his head. And I pinned that rabbit to the ground, son. I was like, oh, hell yeah. I was so pumped about it. So mm-hmm. pumped about it. Paul cooked it down and made a gravy that night. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. So, Lauren, you talked about maybe uh, wanting to hunt some thunder chickens this year or in the future. Mm-hmm. What's your plans there? So, probably up north. Mm-hmm. Go hunt some. Why? Because we know Wait, we ain't whoa, got no. You're talking north. You're talking about leaving this state? No. Okay. No, sure definitely like not. No, I do want to try different areas for waterfowl, but not, not, uh, <laughs> not, not take, you know, not for turkeys. Yeah. But I do want to try and see what it's about. Yeah. At least give it I've, a try. Uh, I've taken my shot at um, thunder chickens myself mm-hmm. in North Carolina. I don't know if you've heard the story, but. You've told it on here like three times. So. I have. So yeah, I'm sure you all forward. heard it, and I'm sure you can go back and listen to it. It yeah. was a fun. It was a fun time. I enjoyed it, um, but it was unsuccessful. I have such a hate for those birds. <laughs> like I say that I love them and respect them. That is a smart fucking animal. Oh, I good God! I don't, I don't think we give them enough credit. To be honest, no, with you. really don't. I really don't think we give thunder <laughs> chickens enough credit. To be honest, like no. they are a smart. They are a smart bird. Definitely. You really have to trick them things to get them to come to you. In, in my opinion, or at least in my hunting experience, so, that's what I've found. This morning when I was fishing and y'all were at work. Mm, oh, mm-hmm. must have been nice. Yeah, uh, right. I was thinking about that. You know, we talked about that the other day. Be you a chance. Mm-hmm. About hunting and fishing is the only sport where you're asking a wild animal to participate with you. 
<laughs> you really are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're you're in fishing. You're you're asking this wild animal to to eat something that's not necessarily his actual food. Or in hunting, you're asking the ducks to land your decoys or your deer to come into your area or whatever. Man, there's a whole lot to that statement, isn't there? There is. There's a lot to be said about that statement, I think. Mm-hmm. On a turkey? I'm telling you right now, turkey's smart. Yeah, oh, I agree. <laughs> so uh, we, we want to talk about this one teal hunt we had together that one shot, one kill. and You won't tell that story? You tell that story. No, I think I think Lauren should tell that story. Lauren, you tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's going to eventually embellish how awesome it was, so just let him do it. Have you ever had a successful teal hunt, Lauren? I have, in a way. I've had it in the past. Yeah. This year's just horrid. you know, the past couple ones haven't been so great. Mm-hmm. But that was the time he, you know, before right. we even knew it was there, right? Yeah. And 100%. Before we I even said, knew it was there. make it dead. <laughs> Dude. First <laughs> off, no. It wasn't no. even like that. No. You said, make it dead, and I then said, it was, boom. I yeah. said, Hey, we got one working us. I went, T, 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 T. And that dude turned and it rolled in. I said, out front, make it dead. I stood up and shot. (laughs) And I looked to my left. And Lauren's still sitting in her chair. And Kyle's got his gun almost to his shoulder. And the bird's belly up in the water. And I was like, what happened? And Lauren goes, I wasn't even going to move. One bird, I knew you got it. Yeah. And I'm just like. I watched Kyle get up and he just kind of uh, like stopped for a second. I did. I did because it was like at the time he said make it dead. I was like here. And then it was boom. And I'm like, well, this is useless now because I saw him fall. Mm-hmm. You got to be quicker than that. You're going to help with me, son. <laughs> we like the dollar fishing man. Ooh, gonna go get it. <laughs> I got a till. Almost had it. <laughs> Oh man, but it, I mean, it was still a, it was still a, overall. I, I thought it was I thought it was a good hunt. I mean, we had fun, so I mean, that's really all. Yeah, that's was, mostly what we do anyway. It was a great hunt. hunt. We threw up six decoys, got eight by thirty-seven thousand mosquitoes, and Thermosel was not in, in play oh. that day. Yeah, Thermosel should have been in play that day. I think we did have a Thermosel that day, didn't we? I, I don't remember being. Well, I, remember I will hunt without decoys I before I hunt it. without a Thermosel. It probably wasn't. Wor- it was probably burnt out. And you didn't realize it. Yeah, yeah. that happened. <laughs> It happens a lot. I'm bad about not checking the gas on it. Right. So. All right. We're getting pretty close to time. So, uh, just to wrap things up real quick. So, Lauren grew up doing child labor in a duck golf factory. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They pay you with, like, rice and and beans, like, over. No, it was definitely, it was definitely, like. Large chocolate bars. That's what I feel like it was. I'm thinking it was more like rice and gravy because it's southeast Texas. No, it's in those donut holes oh, and that chocolate milk in the morning. That's, that's what got what it. it. You know. Dang. And, uh, all you had to do was slide her chocolate milk and donut holes. That's all you had Dang. to do. So, uh, yeah, the next show we should have uh, we should have the guys from Kinetic Customs on. Talk about Kydex, the Kydex industry, how they got into that. Maybe not the industry, but how they got into that. And the industry's uh, been around for a bit. Yeah. How they got into that is pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope everybody learned a little bit. And in all honesty, any of y'all that aren't following us on Facebook and Instagram, go for it. And if you've got questions of hunting and fishing and stuff, holler at us. Definitely. 
Holler at us. I, I mean, we're on, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube as well. I pretty much run the, uh, the Instagram. Kyle runs the Facebook. We will so it only gets done every once a week. Yeah, he sucks at it, but it's it's active. <laughs> it's active, and I will answer you. I promise. Yeah. I'm just I'm just in an industry that it's kind of sometimes hard to yeah, answer. This is everyone. not our full time job. We all have actual jobs. Yeah, I have, I have, I'm in an industry that's quite demanding at the moment. Right. Oh, uh, we all work. We all work in that industry. Lauren knows. So. Uh, Very much. So, but I yeah, mean, reach out to us if you got questions, or if there's something y'all want to hear us talk about, or or yeah, anything, definitely reach out. Uh. Instagram is tagged and banded outdoors. Facebook's tagged and banded outdoors. So is TikTok. Uh, so is YouTube. YouTube. Super easy to find if you can put a couple letters together. My dyslexic guest spelled it, so you can too. Uh, <laughs> Lauren, thanks for being on. You're our first guest, by the way. Yeah. Oh, thanks. So, props Third time's a charm, I guess. Third episode. Oh. Ooh. Dang. Dang. Look at that. And being a woman in this, you know, waterfowl industry. I did want to... Yeah, like we got a little bit of time still. We can we can work with that. My favorite thing <laughs> about that is that you're not like the ew. Look at me, I'm pretty standing in the blind and taking my picture. No, you're like one of us. Yeah, you're yeah. cussing the dudes out and hunting and throwing decoys. I make fun of Kyle all the time. That's true. You pick up decoys more than <laughs> I pick up decoys. That's also true. You don't pick up decoys anymore. Like you just don't. No. You, drive the, you drive the boat? You drive the boat. I drive a boat and let somebody else ride on the front deck and pick them up. <laughs> you. And then we do we do speed we do speed passes for the fun of it. Because we're trying to see how fast we can pick up decoys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta make a game out of it. Well, I mean we do that with jug lines too, but that's besides the point. Speaking of making games, I have another challenge in mind. I know we still haven't done our first one that we have for each other. How about we just wait? No, no look, listen, look, okay. I've got another challenge in mind. Listen, you and I have to go fishing this weekend. Let's- Listen, stop. Oh, you're going to have to go fishing <laughs> very soon. So we do the challenge we just talked about on the last episode. Yes. I've got another one in mind. It's going to be fun. It's going to blow your mind. See, when you put the words fun and blow your mind in it, now I'm definitely scared to even think about what this challenge could be. Eat the sandwich. Have you seen the Dahmer thing? Never mind. Yes, I've seen it. Well, bits and pieces. <laughs> Eat the sandwich. No, I'm good. I'm good. Now on that note, I'm definitely not taking this challenge. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna pass that one off to Chance. A chance I have done this before. Uh, he can do it again because it needs to be videoed this time. So. Oh, and he told me that uh, his PB pictures. He has no idea where they are, but he's got some pretty good pictures. So. Well, that's kind of hard to compare, but we can at least do ours for yeah. now until we'll we get it. chances. We'll get it. Lauren, personal best bass. Yep. Hmm? Personal best bass. How big was it? <sighs> Not that big? No. A dink. Dinks. A dink. Dinks for days. That's dinks for it. days. All right, well, look, we're running out of time, and uh, apparently Lauren catches dinks for days and shoots ducks for days, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Tag the man at outdoors, as always. Can't kill him on the couch. Can't change the game from the sidelines to so get out there and do something with your life. Mm-hmm. All right, appreciate Thank you y'all. Thank you for listening.